Strasburg goes to left. Deep. See you later. His fourth career home run. And the Nets have shocked SunTrust Park. And Steven Strasburg is two for two in the center. Are you kidding me? to defeating the curse. The Washington Nationals are surging. They are the best team in the majors over the last two months. They have a pitcher who's crushing home runs now. They have hitters coming out of everywhere all of a sudden. Everybody gets on base, and they did it against the division-leading Braves last night. Stevie, welcome back to the show. We haven't recorded a show. It feel, You and I haven't recorded a show, and it feels like at least a month. It's going to be hard not to get into the political things that I want to get caught up on with you, but for at least the first part of this show here, for all the Nats fans that have been listening and waiting for content, I I got to tell you, I went from casual fan to hardcore fan really fast over the last couple of weeks, even on vacation, tuning in and catching them, uh, catching games when possible. Uh, I mean, they've become appointment television, and I don't think we've had that with a Nats team it seems uh, definitely not anytime this season. Uh, at one point, they were 12 under 500, I think, or maybe 11 or 12 games under 500. They are now sitting at 51 and 44, five and a half games behind the Braves. And and what a smackdown they put on the Braves last night. I didn't see that coming. You know, the, the local talk radio was basically, hey, can we get can we split this series and basically set up the next what, 12 games against the the Braves moving forward to try to catch them, to try to be competitive, to secure that wild card spot, maybe challenge for the division. And then they went out and they put they put like 50 they've put 50 runs on them last night. And and four or five of them, five of them came off of the bat of the pitcher. Strasburg, I, I've never seen him swing a bat like that. It's like he went out and said, You guys don't respect me. Let me show you how I can swing this bat. And I mean, he looked great. I'm not I can't can't expect that out of him maybe ever again. But what a performance from him and the team. And uh, last I checked, I think Max will be starting that fourth game in Atlanta. Maybe, maybe you're giving me the you're giving me the wink. You're giving me the side eye, the stink eye. Oh, don't jinx it. Don't jinx it. Okay, All right. let me get in here, Joe, because the the NATS 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 are hot, hot, hot. This is the hottest team in baseball since the end of May. They are as hot as my sweaty balls outside right now. Okay, they are playing out of their mind. You said their appointment television. They are playing incredible baseball. They are doing it on the backs of these. Starting pitchers that they have spent invested so much money in that are finally coming through. They are doing it on the backs of these young guys that are so exciting and Soto, Robles, Turner. They are doing it on the backs of, of Tony Tubags, of Anthony Rendon, who is a perennial MVP candidate who needs to be re-signed immediately and given as much money as they were going to give to Bryce. And, and th- this team is awesome. They are also doing it on the back of a shaky bullpen with the trade deadline in two weeks. That is going to be the key, and we'll get into that probably in a minute. But right now, you can't take anything away from me. This joy, this expression, this level. I mean, you're so of- happy. You're so happy. Of course I'm happy. It's 150 degrees, but I am so happy watching this team play because they are so much fun. The, the dance parties, the vamos para la playa, Brian Dozier twerking his butt off literally in the dugout. This team is fun they i cannot wait for them to get back to my neighborhood on monday and and that that stadium better be rocking on monday i know it's the dog days of summer but like you said in the in in the onset here we have not seen 
this kind of baseball season in Washington ever. We have only seen two kinds of seasons. Okay, we, okay, just just hold on. Yeah, ever. Right. Let, let's not be... Point, damn it. We have not seen this kind of season. We've seen two seasons. One where they're 50 games ahead and their whole division sucks and they cruise into the playoffs, and the other where they're out of the playoff race by midsummer. This is a season where they are on the hunt. They are chasing the Braves. They are in the wild card spot. And this is a special baseball season. Hopefully, what will be a special second half of the season. And just just to put, just to put a bow on it, nineteen and thirty-one on May twenty-fourth. They've gone thirty-two and twelve since then. Best record in baseball. That's a hundred and eighteen win percentage. If you played out for one hundred and sixty-two games, insane. Well, look, I don't think they can they can maintain this pace, but they don't have to either. And I think that's the really impressive part with this team. You, you know, when they were sitting back, you know, eight games, nine games, ten games back, we said, how is this team ever going to go out and win two of three consistently? Uh, well, I don't know the answer. I don't think Davey had an answer either, but I, I'm sure it helps when you can put in healthy – I mean, he got all his bats back. He got everybody back, and health certainly has a big part of this. But, you know, old steady, the pitchers have been – especially the, the top two, Corbin's been good too. You know, they've just been consistent. The team has been consistent. And Rizzo always says, like, you are you are the back of your card. Or you, you ultimately, you you will revert to your average. Well, I think we're, we're literally seeing that play out. And, and in weeks past, we had calls for Davey's head, for Rizzo's head, for everybody's head. And, you know, I suggested even on the show, like, the, the Nats may be sellers come, you know, come deadline time. You know, what, what kind of haul can you get back for, you know, even a max, and my goodness, that that Screw all that. seems, yeah, that's just a, that's just not who this team. It's like they listened and they were like, no, like we're professionals, we don't need the camels or the t-shirts. Like, just get us healthy and let us do our thing. They have played spectacular baseball for the past two months. I mean, if they play at half of this level moving forward, they may catch the Braves. They will absolutely make the playoffs as a wild card team. And look, it wasn't that long ago when I when I left for vacation, they were three back of the Phillies. All right now, they're three up on them, and the Phillies look like they're they're the dysfunctional team in the division now. Uh, I mean, it, there's a lot to say about the about the uh, the Mets and and the Marlins too, but the Phillies have gone completely flat. Right, so baseball has a way of you know, correcting itself throughout the course of a season. But right now, the Nats, like, I don't know how you can pick against them. You know, I don't expect them to beat Atlanta the next three games. But if they can pick off two of those next three, it puts them in such it's such a better position than they were in, you know, even, even two or three weeks ago. And next week, they have winnable games all next week and the week after. I mean, to me... I, well, I mean, well, you're they, shaking your head. What do you? Why? They they are they are entering one of the hardest parts uh, of their one of the hardest stretches of their season right now. Starting with uh, well, it started with Philly, uh, and then going into the Braves. And you just said it. If they can take two of the next three, and I'll tell you what about the pitching. I know I'm scatterbrained, but just allow me here for a second. Is don't sleep on. Annabelle Sanchez and the contribution he's made for so long in this town, we've had three great pitchers, right? You've had a, a, a Max Strasburg and Gio or a Max uh, a Strasburg and Tanner. And that fourth pitcher has always been inconsistent. And of course, we haven't had a fifth pitcher here in a long time. But so when you don't get a fourth solid pitcher in, now you're leaving yourself susceptible to two game stretches of losses to, you know, three game stretches. If one of your, your big dogs goes down, Annabelle Sanchez since coming back from injury has been lights out. Same thing with Patrick Corbin over his last four starts. He has been lights out. Now, 
getting back to Atlanta and the next week, you have two West Coast teams coming into town in the Rockies and Dodgers. The Dodgers are, by all accounts, the best team in baseball. They had some hiccups in Philly, which is pretty actually shocking, um, uh, in what happened in Philly over the last couple of days. But uh, right now, it's the best team in baseball. Colorado is one of the best offenses in baseball. So if you can get Max back on Sunday, and oh, my other point is they played the Braves for the rest of the season, 21% of their mm-hmm. entire schedule is played against the Atlanta Braves. That's 14 games against the Braves. You're five and a half games back. If you can pick up two or three games head to head on them, okay, you go, you know, nine and, and five against them. You pick up four games. Now all you got to do is make up a game or two outside of that. So, I mean, well, and they've won. I think they've won five straight now against the Braves. Am I wrong on that? And they've won three straight at uh, is it Ted Turner, Minute Maid, CNN Field, Sun whatever Trust. it's called, SunTrust, <laughs> the Sun bank, Trust, yeah. Turner Field, uh, yeah. Uh, so th- they've had this team's number. The Braves are slightly injured. Uh, you know, Fulton Awich is not is not back yet. Um, so uh, they, they they control this race as weird as that sounds for a team that's five and a half back but i forget about the division for a second let's set up something imagine with me joe imagine a wild card one game showdown (laughs) in dc (laughs) against that team up north up uh 95 north in philly max against nola bryce talk Uh, about a spectacle but I don't. I don't see it happening. To be honest, Philly just doesn't look. Philly, you're like, right, but they they uh, they've got the weapons for it. And what they did against the Dodgers to come from behind victories. Of course, the reason they had to come from behind was because their bullpen is a disaster. Hector Neros blew two saves. So, yes, I don't see it too. But let's just get silly here for a second. Well, I want to. So I want to talk about two players in particular. I want to talk about Soto, who's been very impressive. I, I don't think. You know, he came in with a bang, and he's just been consistent. And I love consistent players. And uh, and you know, the OG Zimmerman. I mean, look, like he is the epitome of like as a Nats fan, we're programmed to love him. He has he he goes through these stretches where he has terrible at bats. He he can't find like he's just I don't know. He's he's the perfect like uh, he encapsulates DC so perfectly for me for some reason. You know, but but I respect him tremendously. I respect him tremendously, and the team is different when he's around than when he's not. I mean, I know you used to be a Zim guy. I know he's older now, and he doesn't do as much as he used to do. Are you still a Zim guy? Because I find myself like shaking my fist at the screen sometimes when he's up to bat, but then other times I'm like, he's I just he's old reliable. He's just old reliable. Uh, I, I I I can respect that opinion. I want to be a Zim guy, and when Zim is hot, it's special. But the, re- the worst thing that Zim has going for him, besides uh, the way he throws a baseball, is uh, who's behind him, Matt Adams and Howie Kendrick. Talk about a, a Zim guy. I ain't a Zim guy. I'm a Howie guy, okay? Howie is a freaking beast. That guy is quality at bat after quality at bat. Uh, getting back to your other point about Soto, because I love me some childish Bambino, okay? Best nickname in baseball. Hey, this kid, let me give you a stat that should earn me some type of, of income on this podcast. Uh, Juan Soto hasn't gone two consecutive games in the major leagues without a hit. Mind blown. Mind I mean, we don't have a stat boy to go check that, but 
Okay. That, yeah, well, that would be great. All right. We'll get FP Santangelo on the show. He'll confirm that. <laughs> okay. Two games in the majors without uh, a hit. So this kid is 20 years old. He has 17 home runs. He's batting 299. He is clutch when he needs to be clutch. He is a hard out. He's able to hit lefties and righties. He is awesome in the middle of that lineup. Uh, so, and he's only getting better. And that's the scary part. The, the way he uh, uh, approaches his two strike approach when, when he's uh, behind the count, incredible. I, I just, I love this team. I think this team is awesome. And can we talk about the trade deadline? Let's talk about it. I was just about to ask, actually, there, any names that you think that they will be after? Look, yesterday, I, I don't know how it got to me, but I, I got a clip sent to us. Uh, I, I picked it up off of Twitter. Somebody like sent it to the to the the DTC like Twitter account, like the DM thing, that Noah Syndergaard is going to be available come trade deadline. I don't know how the Nats make that work. I don't know why anyone's sending that to us. I don't think that's even remotely possible. But if it is... Like I, I'm listening, <laughs> I'm all ears. I'm listening. The the problem is the Nats don't have the, the 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 weapons to deal. Okay, the farm system has been uh, somewhat diluted. Uh, they've made trades depleted, up, depleted. Yeah, whatever. Uh, so you're gonna have to give up a quality starter or something uh, on your current roster if you're gonna get something. The name to watch that I've at least been hearing in the rumors is Alex Cologne from the White Sox, uh, their closer. Uh, he could come in and be a setup guy, be a solid uh, eighth inning setup guy. He, you know, provide another arm with Doolittle to close if Doolittle's not available. Then you could pair him with Fernando Rodney, who's been awesome at the age of 42. And then you could, you know, you, you, People are screaming for multiple trades and multiple relievers to fix this bullpen. I don't think you're there. What I think you need is a quality setup guy, a quality eighth inning guy to help offset some of the work that Doolittle's been having to do with, you know, four or five out saves to give him a couple nights off to rest him. Doolittle is a great closer, but he's going to need to get some rest coming up uh, to the end of the season. And then what you do if you had a, a solid guy like Alex Colomb, then guys can slide into where they're supposed to be. Tanner Rainey is a seventh inning setup guy. Wander Suero is a seventh inning setup guy. Asking these guys to pitch high leverage situations in the eighth inning and, and facing some of the meat of, of, um, uh, order of, of batting orders is not, uh, it, that's where we run into. Well, problems. look, last, last week there was discussion about maybe sliding, uh, sliding Doolittle little out of the ninth, bring him in at the eighth, and then go acquire a guy like Will Smith, or uh, who's that guy in Detroit? I'm um, blanking on the name. I'll find it here in a second. Uh, Shane Green, right? Like bring in someone else who can come in and do that work. But uh, look, I- I'm not sure. But I think I, you know, you want them to get a setup guy. I think they need a starter. I think they need an actual. I, I don't know how they can get one without giving something too valuable up to acquire one. But you know. That's what they need. They need that consistent fourth starter. And you said it when at the top of the show. Like you're getting, you're, you're like right now you're getting a better production than you anticipated. I think at, at the fourth starter, and, and I think you're just going to need it come playoff time. Well, I and I thought that too. And until Eric Fetty and Austin Voth both pitched five plus innings of one earned run ball and showed me that they 
may not be able to do it on a on a you know every five day basis, but they'll give you the spot starts that you need. The problem, Joe, I, I agree with you. The problem is, what are you going to give up, and who yeah, are you? I, going yeah, worth anything. That that's the problem not, for me because well, if I'm in Rizzo's shoes, I'm not I'm not tinkering with this team at all because as it is as it's constructed right now. And nor am I going to mortgage the future with a Carter Keyboom, which is really the only prospect of notice that people are, are really after. I'm not going to give a, a quality potential superstar second baseman up for you know a rental for for you know, a stretch run, especially with Brian Dozier's on a one year contract. Carter Keyboom is coming up to the majors next year to play second baseman for the Washington Nationals. I think this is, and this is where I agree with you. I think next week is actually a, a very big week for the Nats because if they hold their own against the, uh, the Rockies and the Dodgers and then the Braves after that, that might, that might put Rizzo on a different path where he's thinking to himself, you know what, you know, we, we won seven out of these games, like against the competition that we likely would be facing come postseason time or down the stretch if we can hold our own with basically because he's going to get to pitch all of his guys everybody's healthy you're going to these this is a really good measuring stick week if you will for the nationals this upcoming you know eight nine days between the three games left with the with the braves the three that follow after the rockies the dodgers like this is a very good stretch and if the if the nats continue their their pacing right now if they go through the next whatever it is seven eight games picking up actually it's like is it nine games? I think. I think they got nine that we're we're discussing here between all the different uh, opponents. If they go six of nine, maybe you're not doing anything to this team and saying, "Hey, let's keep the guys healthy and let's see where you mm. kind of end up." Because you know, ballsy. Well, you, you, we we. I mean, Max is the question mark to me, right? Like you can't. Like how long can you go without him? Becomes the yeah. the, the real question. And and back issues are not. Uh, I mean, that's not, it's not encouraging. I'll put it that way. It's sure. not encouraging. Uh, I'll give you, before we go, I'll give you a name to, to think about and keep in mind with this trade deadline is Adam Eaton. He's underproduced. He's a quality starter. He's still got value on the trade market. If they can, can flip him for a quality reliever, I know he's working on kind of a big contract, but if you can flip him for a quality reliever, then you can slide in a Howie Kendrick and literally lose Nothing. You can get Howie Kendrick and a combination of Howie and Michael A. Taylor uh, in the outfield. Michael A. is an upgrade defensively. Howie's an upgrade offensively. And the combination of those guys can carry you through the stretch run if you can get a quality reliever. So if I'm Rizzo and I can send a message to my neighbor, I can. Uh, that that that's where I would be thinking. Your neighbor. Okay. G- give me give me some predictions here over the next three with Atlanta, and then maybe the the three that follow with the Dodgers. What do you see? I think uh, they take two of three this weekend. I mean, obviously they took one yesterday. So three but of four, okay. Three of four. I think Corbin tonight is a win, and I think uh, Max uh, on Sunday comes back and they, they win. Uh, and then I think Rockies and Dodgers, I think of the six of those, I think you go four and two. I think you go two and one uh, against both Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, when I started doing the math, then I realized yeah, I was like, three, three. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, let, you used let, to be a numbers let, guy, Stevie. You used to be a numbers let, guy. Let, let's see what they can do against the Dodgers. And I, I don't know. I, I mean, the Dodgers, like, uh, I was going to say Kylie Jenner, but uh, uh, <laughs> that closer, I can't remember his name. <laughs> Jensen. <laughs> Jensen. Uh, but, uh, I mean, it might as well be Kylie Jenner pitching. Okay? He's, he's clearly lost something. Bryce hit a walk-off double on him uh, to win the game yesterday. So, um, 
let's see what happens. They're coming into our neck of the woods. We, yeah, I, I think by the time you and I get together again, I think we're, we're going to the Thursday game, which will be the last game against the, the Rockies. I think that's the last game in that series, I think. Uh, I got I to gotta go check. But, um, yeah, we'll see. I mean, a lot could change over the next week. I mean, if it goes the other way and they drop, you know, six of nine or whatever it is, we may be having a very different conversation yet again. But they're in good, they're in good shape. I want to get your thoughts on one last thing. Let's get a little political here for just a second. Your boy Trump hits 50% today for the first time on the approval rating. Highest it's been since way back in Barack Obama year one. You got anything to say to the to POTUS? You want to say anything to, uh, you know, I mean, I don't know. You're whispering now. You're whispering. You're whispering. What, what do I want to say to the president of the United States? Um, I mean, you could maybe Megan Rapino is the more your suit. I mean, you want to say something to her? You want to congratulate her? I I think she's more talented than him. Yes. <laughs> okay, Stevie. And I'll tell uh, one message for POTUS is Bernie is coming. Bernie you, you is coming. You can't be serious. You cannot be serious. Joe, you think the burn is the one that's going to come out of that party? No, I don't think so. Okay. Democrats stupid and corrupt. But if they had a, a, a backbone and had uh, some intellect, Bernie would be leading the charge. Is he and your some- guy? Oh, yeah, he's my guy. Is there for, for a specific reason or just because? Uh, I'm trying to get my kids to go to college for free. <laughs> yeah, the, the part that they leave out is uh, for colleges to be free, there's only going to be like five in America, but okay. Hey, he can bankrupt the whole country as long as my kids go for free. <laughs> I'll be- okay. Okay. All right. You and I got to do a whole show on uh, on the, the – I mean, I watch both of those those disastrous – um, those, those, whatever, the, what were they called? The, those debates. Like, I mean, there was too many to keep track of, but I'll tell you, Biden, supremely disappointing. He was not ready for anything. I mean, the polish you expected just wasn't there. He, he got, he got, he got brutalized, man. That was, that was ugly for him. Um, and he doesn't have the endorsement still of, uh, of Barack. So that it's a mess on, uh, on your side. Sorry talk about disappointing. I, I would, uh, like to see the former president of the United States speak up and say something against some of these recent tweets uh, that the current president has made. He's I don't know why. Do he won't do it. Well, uh, he got smart. He, I mean, I'm being serious. I'm being serious. It's the same same game plan that W put in place when when uh, when Obama came to town. Just back I know. off. But it makes me respect the former president a little bit more uh, because I think that takes a lot of. Uh, self-discipline and self-control me too uh, absolutely i i'm i'm with you a thousand percent on that i think look he, he's not in a position where he can he can impact change he will only he will only either incite fury from from his ardent supporters and base or he's gonna like there's he cannot win by speaking out he can't right and no. and, and that's what that's what w said as well in his memoir uh when he left office he's like he's like why would i like i'm the people that that the people that want to hear what i have to say already know what i'm gonna say like there's it's not it's not good for the unity of the country. I, I respect Obama tremendously for just, you know, at least trying to stay out of it. Both of those guys that you mentioned, W and uh, Obama, different people than the current uh, resident of the Oval Office. Yeah, uh, you're you're right. Well, thanks for making time, Stevie. For everyone listening, my name is Joe. You can find this podcast everywhere that you download and listen to podcasts, including Podbean, Spotify, iTunes. 
Google Play, Stitcher, iTunes, you name it, or uh, TuneIn, you name it, we are there. Thank you so much for listening. If you haven't downloaded the Face app, don't do it. Well, I guess you can, but just understand that your face will be used to, uh, it'll age you, and then uh, Russia will use your face to, uh, you know, sell adult diapers or something to that effect. But anyway, thank you, Stevie. Go Nats, N-A-T-S, Nats, Nats, Nats. For Stevie, my name is Joe. We are out.